T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening decent pop on that one find us everywhere you know what i forgot to do this last time and i'm gonna start with it how dare you because i'm not an idiot i'm so sick of this podcast i'm out of here find us Anywhere you find podcasts except for Spotify, so Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, Stitcher Omni, tending to the fan.com. Find us on social media. I am at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Twitter and Instagram. And the podcast has three separate personal accounts. Uno, dos, tres. Instagram.com slash beers on us, at beers on us pod on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash beers on us, which I am still not an admin of again. Yes. How long <laughs> can I hold this out? I was going to post a video, post a video yesterday or two days ago. Uh, on Facebook, and I got distracted, but I'd like to get back to at least uh, once a week, maybe Mondays or Tuesdays. I did enjoy doing the stone <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, that was fun. So that was kind of a fun... I was on vacation, which made it nice. It was like a break. It was like, oh, I got to go have a beer now. Yeah, yeah. And talk about it. Uh, also, you can subscribe, <clears throat> rate, review, and download. All of that stuff helps. <clears throat> if you haven't left a review, or if you haven't subscribed, or you haven't downloaded the last few episodes, just click the little cloud button, and it, it just helps our numbers out, and it helps us feel good about ourselves, I guess. Helps build our really tiny egos into you know slightly more than tiny egos. This strong fan base is coming through though, so my ego's feeling great. Good, fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right, so on the podcast today, <clears throat> it's our first in a long time COVID update. Yep, and that is because starting on Friday, February twelfth, restaurants will be allowed in Washington, Multnomah, and Clackamas counties to have indoor seating up to, I believe, 20%, 25% capacity. Basically what it was before the last shutdown. Yes. So July, August, September. Early October. October through mid-November, I think. Oh, is is that when the shutdown did happen? I think that's when number two happened. When you were able to go out... That's the last time I worked at Grains, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember the last restaurant I went to was Thirsty Lion. And they had their big tent set up. Mm-hmm. and uh, But we actually got to sit in the outdoor-indoor area okay. before everything closed. So that's the last place I've gone to and eaten at. I haven't actually done outdoor dining since it got cold because I don't want to. <laughs> so it's going to be nice to have Like indoor. I don't lift weights because they're heavy and I don't work out because I get tired? Yes. Okay. I didn't want to sit in the cold. Gotcha. So uh, I... I haven't. I've been ordering, you know, delivery and stuff like that, but otherwise I haven't been out in a long time. So I was very excited about that. Plus, uh, my girlfriend hasn't been to a lot of places up here 
and we're about to have a little weekend together. And I was like, hey, guess what? Like stuff's going to be open again for indoor seating. And she was super pumped. And now it's supposed to snow a foot or something. <laughs> so we'll see what actually happens. But we're going to talk about that. And then also the name of this episode is actually going to be called Light at the End of the Tunnel. I think all of us are probably in agreement that we see the end. We see like June, July hitting and being able to do things again. Feels semi-normal. It could I could be off on that timing, but you know, I was looking at the COVID guidelines in the state of Oregon and we are now into phase one B. And every week in February, a new age group is allowed to get vaccinated five years. You know, they're they're subtracting five years off the age. So I believe we're at 80 plus and it's going to be 75 plus next week, 70 plus in the third week, 65 plus in the four in the fourth week. And then I'm going to reverse Benjamin Button myself to get myself a vaccine. Well, then after that, they haven't announced it yet, but they're probably going to allow people with uh, any sort of like pre-existing conditions to get it of any age. Does alcoholism count? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Let's go. Baby. Um, technically, I'm obese. Ooh, for my BMI. Nice, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Just because you're a giant, they're like, well, this guy can't weigh this much. And you're like, no, I'm actually like in decent shape. I, I'm OK. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, you exercise. Yes, I do exercise. You, uh, I could be I could be healthier. However, sure. So could I. Yes. Yeah. I'm five, six. And, you know, in pounds. order for me to be considered not obese, I need to weigh like a hundred less pounds than I weigh. That's ridiculous. Yes. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. So, have you seen your shoulders? They're huge. <laughs> I <dude>. have. <laughs> I can see both of them. They're so well. Wide. That's good though. If you couldn't, then your neck would be too big. <laughs> so I think there's that. Um, so maybe if that is part of it, I know that my dad is actually getting vaccinated. He's 63, um, so he's just under that cutoff mm -hmm. of 65. But in New Jersey, they've already reached the point of people with pre-existing conditions. And oh, you're so lucky. My mom is 63, and she's waiting. Yeah. Well, he is. He has obese obesity mm. too. With the BMI, that's the thing. I think a ton of people have obese BMIs. I guarantee I have an obese BMI. So I think that it, if they <clears throat> are willing to accept that, I don't know if they will be. A lot of people will be able to get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, you know, if you've got high blood pressure, if you've got any any other sort of stuff that goes on, you might be able to get a vaccination before. July. Does my syphilis count as a pre-existing condition? Yeah, probably. Nice. I mean, I don't know. Nice. I'm just giving you a lot of hope here. It's probably not going to be true. <laughs> You're going to be like, hey, uh, I'm an alcoholic and have syphilis. Can I get the vaccine? And they're going to be like, how old are you? Well, I'm 30. I don't know. How old are you? 35. 35. I'm 35. No, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. But get those checked out. <laughs> yeah, you should probably probably go to some meetings and uh, go to the doctor. You know, penicillin is an amazing thing, but I don't know. If you're anti-vax, then you might not want penicillin. But my hope is that if phase 1B goes according to the schedule, we're going to reach the point of, in the beginning of March, potentially opening up more vaccines if we get more. Obviously, there's a big supply and demand issue here. But if we get more to more people and then you get two shots, maybe you got to wait till April or May, and then by June, maybe it's okay, right? Yeah. That's kind of my hope. So that might be a little bit too too hopeful, but I am hoping that by early summer, even though we probably still have to wear masks for a while, things will be more normal. Yep. We'll feel, we will all feel safer doing things because we have vaccines. So those of us who are getting the vaccine. So anyway, that's the name of the episode, Light at the End of the Tunnel. And I want to ask the question of what are you most excited for coming back? Like, what's the first thing you're going to do? Just kind of like try to build a little hope and some buzz here for getting back mm -hmm. to normal. So that's this, this week's episode. And uh, again, you can, as I say every week, you can send us DMs on Instagram and whatever with your own plans and your own ideas and all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, week in beer quickly for me. Again, I didn't have anything over overbearing or crazy. I did wind up buying the four pack of the Abyss. Nice. Um, it was on sale. Market of Choice for Super Bowl weekend. Every Oregon beer was twenty five percent off. I saw that because I went to Market of Choice as well. And so the twenty dollar four pack became fifteen dollar four pack, and I was like, you know what? That's a little bit more uh, stomachable for me. And uh, I've had two of them so far. Delicious. I love Abyss. Awesome. So good. I also bought Red Hair again because I really, really liked it. <laughs> so I got that in the fridge again. I got a couple of solo cans. Um, nothing really crazy that stood out to me. Honestly, I'm not really remembering too many of the beers I had. I tried another smoked beer because I liked the one from Wayfinder the, the previous week. This one was from our mutual friend in Denver, I believe. Uh, I believe that was the beer from them. It was a little bit too smoked. Like they kind of touched too much and it was fine. It was solid, but you know, it wasn't, wasn't my favorite. The other three that I had, Oh, I had punk rock time from barrel drink. drink, which of course was fantastic. The other two that I had, I don't fully remember. So they must not have been that great. <laughs> there you go. But that uh, makes that simple. That was my weekend beer. Nothing crazy, but uh, the abyss. Very good. Uh, let's see. I bought some cans. I got a heater Allen Hellas. Um, I got a, uh, cocoa cow from sun river. And I got a a new Beechwood IPA that was out, double dry hopped. Oh, interesting. And I was like, double dry hopped? Not buying that. <laughs> and then a place had it on draft and tasted it. I was like, oh, this is good. Bought the can. Not as great as like Amalgamator or Citraholic in the sense that it had lesser of a malt profile than the other two do. A little bit more typical California. Well, yeah, a little more, but still more body than like what I've been kind of hammering on for the last month or two. Um, not just hop juice, like this hop water, I should say. This mm-hmm. was this still had some good body to it, um, but wasn't quite on the level of Citraholic or Amalgamator, which I really like, or Sim Coast to Coast. Um, what else did I do? I I bought some beer from Lombard House. Our good friend Brian Cook, friend of the pod, uh, snagged uh, Chuckanut Pilsner in a glass jar and a new cold IPA from Wayfinder in a glass jar as well. A new one. Mm-hmm. So not relapse. Not relapse. It was a different one, which is great because I've been drinking a ton of the relapse. And so I was able to kind of memory recall. And they're both very different. I think I liked, I don't have the name of it up right now, but you can go on uh, Lombard House Instagram account. Brian always posts their tap list every day, and it has the name on there. She also wave. posts infinite memes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Brian. Like, Constant memes. That's Brian. Brian's great. <laughs> Bri- Brian is in the social media game. And it was good to see him because he delivered it to my house. Uh, I like the relapse more, but I thought the hop character on the new one was just completely different. Which I thought, which I found was really fun. And then for Super Bowl, I ended up uh, grabbing a six pack of Rubens Bits and Bobs. Of course you did. And uh, that uh, is your favorite beer of, of the last two months. That's been your beer. <laughs> well, once it came out, I was like, well, I'll just buy this. And, <laughs> and I'll uh, buy this. And I'll buy and, this. And uh, apparently uh, my, my, my stepbrothers, they wanted to have one as well. So I only had, I didn't have enough. So I'd run to the store at halftime and picked up a six pack of Freem IPA. Okay. Tasted great. But the coup de gras was my my stepdad. He uh pulled out, he goes, Hey, what do you know about this? And he pulled out a 2020 B bomb from Fremont Brewing. Oh, you said barrel me, winter ale. That's right. You texted me the picture and I was like, <gasps> I posted it on Instagram too. And he pulled it off the shelf, like any like where they have some bottles of wine. So it was completely room temperature. And he was like, Oh, should we chill this? And I was like, No. Let's take a shot at this. Yeah. And like, you know, the four of us ha- had a little bit. It was it was excellent. It was excellent. The bourbon quality was there, but not overpowering. The balance was really nice. There was some spices, but it was more like 
a tingle flavor than an actual spice flavor. I don't know if I've had Bee Bomb. Um, I've had Spice Wars because you brought it in, and mm. I've had their regular, you know, the the regular barrel aged stout. Um, what makes the barrel aged winter ale different? I would figure the bourbon would come through pretty well because the winter ale is going to be less bold than a stout. Like it's got bold flavors, but yeah. like it's not going to be as syrupy and strong. This one just felt really balanced. The, there was a slight bourbon character there, but it wasn't too thick. It wasn't too heavy. No syrup quality. Extremely balanced. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Did you get like the typical winter beer flavors like candied or toffee or like you know, figs or something? Subtly. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it was enough for me to really pinpoint out anything. It just, everything complemented each other. Cool. And that was really great. Um, and I do, I, I did go to Market of Choice mm-hmm. on Saturday looking for like my weekend beer and I bought nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went to the one on Belmont and I just didn't see anything. Yeah. The, I did notice this last week. They haven't brought in a ton of brand new beers recently or the yeah. ones they did were all hazy. So I just wasn't going to pick it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like it was almost like a week or so until they were going to do their full new batch of beer that came in or something. That's kind of how it felt because I felt the same way. I walked around and I was like, well, there's nothing really speaking to me here. So I got Punk Rock Time and I tried the Our Mutual Friend one and I got the other two. But it just nothing was like really like, wow, I'm going to try this beer. It just felt like probably one of those weeks, you know, just a little a little lull. Yeah. And I want to kind of piggyback on that. We got hit up on uh, we got hit up on Instagram. I don't remember if it was yesterday or if it was this morning. I think it was yesterday, maybe this morning. I don't remember. Yesterday. From one of our listeners, Bryce, and he, you know, he said, and I'll I'll go through this, wondering if you or any listeners, which is you guys, so please let us know if you will, are hitting a bit of a wall. My last few purchases from usually reliable sources have turned out to be a big Mike Lynch meh or worse, which I loved that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he kind of went through and went through some of his standbys and just saw old cans like... Like at breweries, old cans and usual staples that he loves, and ended up pouring down the drain. And <clears throat> I think what we're what I'm saying with you, Bryce, is yeah, I'm kind of there with you. And if, I, if what my explanation is, is I had two beers that were kind of eh, yeah. I mean, and, I uh, keep drinking the bits and bobs because a, I know it's fresh because it's the new seasonal, and b, because I just haven't really seen anything talk to me all why that do you much. think i bought two red chairs in a row <clears throat> because yeah. it's fresh because it's seasonal and it was tasting good and to I, me. I do wonder if it's i i wonder if it's more like the season like the winter season than covid we might just be in a wall right now and we might not realize it in the past because we're going out and stuff and now we're not so you're kind of like relying on something new to tantalize your palate and it's just not there that's interesting. I feel like, honestly, I feel like this is just a week or two in the making, though, for me, because I didn't, I, I did not feel that way last month. I found a ton of cool new beers I like to try. Um, I thought our tasting room beers I picked were pretty interesting. So I, I, I feel like it's just this week and last week is when I started to feel it. But I was still excited last week because I saw the abyss on the shelf, and I was like, well, that's new. They've never put the abyss in these little four, uh, four bottle packs. So I. I still kind of felt it, but yeah, this week was the very first one. I just kind of was like, you know, I nothing is speaking to me, and God, I've been checking dates. Mm-hmm. And even <clears> beers <throat> that I think are newer, no. Dude, that Free My PA six-pack that I bought, that was kind of a struggle, 
Because I'll be honest, I love Freem's beer. I love their hoppy beers. I don't love Freem IPA. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad by any means. So buying the six-pack wasn't like, wah, wah. No, I enjoy that beer. I prefer their Pilsner, but they didn't have it there. Did you go to like Plaid Pantry hoppy. or something? What's that? Did you go to like Plaid Pantry or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, I went to a Plaid Pantry. And I just looked through and was like, thank God this Freem is three weeks old. Right. Otherwise, I'd lose my mind. Now, the flip side of that, something that I've been seeing on our Instagram account from John uh, sending us messages on this because he's a big Brothers Cascadia fan is they have all these collabs out and I haven't had any of them. I haven't even I seen need, them. And I need to jump on them. Yeah, we both have been talking about I think the first place we're going to go when things are open again is Brothers Cascadia. And we talked about even maybe mm-hmm. doing it like next week yeah. or next weekend. I've reached out to them. They're they're interested. Yeah, so, they, I mean, they did they did a West Coast IPA with everybody's. Okay. They did a Hazy with Berlick drink. And uh, they just came out with a West Coast with Breakside. Cool. So, so there is there are options, but but Bryce, like I'm kind of with you. I wonder, I'm feeling a little burned out, or not a burned out, but I'm feeling like a wall. But also at the same time, John's like, you just got to kind of know where to look. I wonder if, and this is could be totally wrong. It could be a guess. I well, it is a guess. I wonder if. Less pe- people are hitting the wall of just like we've been drinking for months. We're sitting in our houses, so people are like, "Ah, I'm not gonna have a beer today," right? Or they're like something like that. And because of that, it's not coming off the shelves as quickly. Mm. So that they're trying all the stores and all the bottle shops are trying to sell what's left, and they're not refreshing it as much. And right. maybe it's just like a a conglomeration of all of that happening to the point where we're seeing stuff we've seen for weeks. I saw one at Market of Choice the other day that I hadn't seen. Like it, it might have been buried or I just didn't notice it. And I was like, oh, okay, let me look at this. I flipped it and it was a single can and it was 90 days old. And I was just like, so this has been here for a while. Mm-hmm. And I flipped some other cans, 60 to 90 days old. Yep. And I'm like, these single cans here are usually, they go through them quickly. They're the freshest beers. Um, but I still can't find fresh Sun River. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I can normally not find fresh Freem. Yeah, it's usually you know two three months old at this point. Yeah, Oof. so the freshest beer I I've been able to find when I go to places when I'm looking for Sixers is either obviously if it's new and they've got it like Red Chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some newer Ecliptic Starburst. That one seems to be well, that's a Plaid Pantry staple. I mean, that's like the only place you can get it is grocery stores and Plaid Pantries. So and that would... seems to be, although it's not always the freshest, mm-hmm. that always seems to be the freshest date. Right when I'm scrolling under the cans. Right, right. I love that beer. It's a great beer. But buckle up at 7.8. Yeah. But so but, but, I'm dude. just I'm to my point is I just wonder if that's what's happening is that they're not buying new because not everyone's buying what's on the shelf. Right. And this this kind of goes along with kind of what 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 John's saying with his brother's Cascadia hype is and this is kind of this kind of relates to why I keep drinking bits and bobs. Go on Instagram. Like I use our 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 account and we follow breweries and Hop farmers and and you know bottle shops and, and things like that. Beer influencers. Beer. I try not to, but yes, Brian Cook, you count as a beer influencer, so we <laughs> follow you. Um, and what I'm doing is when when a brewery's coming out, when Deschutes says, "Hey, Red Chair should hit the shelves on Thursday," then I'm like, "Okay, I know Red Chair is fresh." Rubens bits and bobs are 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 seasonal seasonal IPA is now available in six pack cans. I'm like, boom, I'll buy that. So I'm kind of using the Instagram and the breweries posting their new releases to say to myself, okay, I know that's fresh. Wayfinder has a black pilsner out right now. Okay, I know that's fresh. 
They have a new cold IPA out. Okay, I know that's fresh. And that's kind of how I've been doing it and not relying on checking cans because I feel like I'm just disappointed all the time. Yeah. Well, hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel means a little bit more variety and a little bit better dates as we get into the summer. And that, my friends, is what we call a professional transition. Hell yeah, baby. So, <clears throat> restaurants, indoor opening. Yes. Back again Friday the mm -hmm. 12th. And uh, in Multnomah, Clackamas, and Washington County, the cases in Oregon are actually doing very well. I actually kind of stopped following the COVID cases for a while because it was depressing because mm -hmm. it was over a thousand every day and it right. was going really high. We had a day last week that was 300 new cases and one death. Yep. Which is <clears> like <throat> back to summer when we were doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we are we are back into the low hundreds. So that's good. And I think because of that, Cape Brown decided, hey, we'll open up indoor seating again up to 25% capacity. That's going to be huge. It's up to 50 people. So even if you've got a big place, I know we had to deal with this at uh, at when I was at Breakside, was that place, you can fit more than 50 at 25%, but you got to- You have to stay you, at 50. You got to stay at 50. And your outdoor seating can go up to 75 now. Okay. Well, I think something that is very big is, <clears throat> I don't know this to be a fact, I'm just assuming based on you know my people that I talk to, is nobody wants to go out right now. And sit outside. Right. It's rainy. It's cold. We're about to have a snowstorm this weekend. It's it's actually been, especially for Portland, it's been pretty cold the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we're in the 20s in Lowe's now. Yeah. Uh, I drove home last night from my girlfriend's house at like 10 o'clock, and it was chilly. Yeah. At it's 10. It's getting cold. So people don't want to go out. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you don't want to sit outside. Even, even if there's heat lamps, even if there's, you know, a tent and it's warmer, like, you're still wearing a big jacket. You're drinking cold beer and you're in the cold. Like, that's not as appealing. Right. So I, I think that's it's going to be very, very important for all of the breweries in the area that they're going to be able to have people inside again because it's going to save save some of their business. Right. Because I, I most of the people I know have just stopped going out. They're like, yeah. I don't want to go out right now. Yeah. So now we can because you can go back to eating inside again. So that I think is going to be really, really huge. Um, you mentioned this off the air, off the podcast, but I hope, hope, hope that there's not a spike that is tied to the restaurants at all or can be blamed on the restaurants because right. it's going to close again. <laughs> right, and that's kind of what we were, we were talking about this off air, and I think this potential snow situation that's coming down the pipeline uh, couldn't be better timing because I think it will kind of deter the mass crowds that I would expect that are going to happen this weekend. And even though there has been no data to suggest that indoor dining is a cause of increasing cases boy it sure has taken the blame for it and you know i don't want to i don't want to get into politics about brown governor brown and how you know how she's done her job but for some reason the government has tied spikes with indoor dining and i believe it is something that she will not let up on whether that's correct incorrect i'm not here to discuss that so my thought is, and what I'm kind of hoping, because of this potential snow situation, it'll deter the rush a little bit, which we probably won't see a big spike, knock on knock on wood. We also are waiting for the Super Bowl as well, because that'll cause a spike for sure. That will cause a spike, and hopefully they know that. So if we do see a spike in the middle of next week, we know that's from Super Bowl and not from opening indoor dining. Yes. As far as like what I'm looking forward to, I you don't mean, know. Like light at the end of the tunnel, you mean? Oh, no, 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 no. Ab oh. About this current oh. reopening. Right. Because we can get to light in a second. As far as this current reopening, 
I don't know if it changes that much for me. I think there might be. You've still been going out a lot, so. I mean, not a lot, but I sit outside and I distance. Mm -hmm. um, And I really only go to the same, you know, handful of places. I think if anything, this might get me to venture to places that I've been meaning to go to. Say a Montevilla, for example, a place we always talk about. I will wait for you, but I'm just using it as an example. Um, That it might get me to go to places that I haven't normally been to in a while. Like, I haven't been to Von Ebert in a while. Mm Mm-hmm. If I can sit inside safely, they got a huge space. Anyway, they got a huge so. space in there. I'm I, that's going to give me an opportunity to go back to go back to Von Ebert. Mm-hmm. So there might be a little bit of that outside, and this can where we transition to the light at the end of the tunnel. Outside of that, I'm waiting for the bar. <laughs> that that that's that's the light for me is that I can see me sitting at a bar top watching a baseball game. I can see it. And that, I believe, can happen in August. Yeah. Which all of a sudden, everyone will become big baseball fans again. <laughs> because that'll be the only thing on television. Yes, that is very true. But I, I see it. But I see it. I think I think those, I think those. if we just harken back to this and make it more beer-centric, the bottle shops and the breweries, they've been following the rules. They've been doing everything. I haven't seen, and I'm sure there are some out there, but I haven't seen anybody that is just blatantly disregarding things everyone wants to make this work i saw on some social media stuff somebody i know who owns a business was asking if people are planning on opening on friday and he was like he goes i'm thinking about waiting till monday to have a little bit of indoor seating because with the snow coming i don't want some big kind of rush and he might wait and that's a small joint that could use it and that owner is still thinking, okay, well, I am not going to dive into this. Mm-hmm. So owners have been smart for the most part, and I hope this is part of their reward. And because of that, that's why I see the end is near. Yeah. And especially as we were talking earlier on, like the vaccines and stuff, like that's going to be huge. If I have to, if I have, if I have to still go into a place with a mask on, I don't mind. But if I can sit at a table and have a beer and have some food and take it off, I don't mind that either. Yeah. I think. For me, I'm so used to the mask that I kind of like it. I I got one in every jacket. I don't like it, but I I am certainly used to it. That is for sure. I just I, I like to see people's faces. Like I want to talk to people. I agree, but I also like not dying. No, of course. And and for me, it's I, I think for me, it's giving me a lot of sense of security. And well, maybe that is because I I still tend to, you know, when you say I go out a lot, and when I agree with you that I go out a lot, I like I said, I really only go to the same places. I don't really, you know, meander with people. I keep my distance. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean that as like I know, I you're know. being irresponsible. I am just sharing that so our listeners don't right. think I am some super spreader. <laughs> no. I mean. Some caution to the wind. There, it's hard to go to places now and even act like that because you got to stay separate. You got to sit at different tables. The mask rules are there. So, I mean, it's fine. As long as you're following the rules, it's fine. For me, uh, in terms of restaurants opening indoor dining again, uh, this is very it's selfishly for me is in a fairly new relationship that and she doesn't live in Portland and she wants to experience a lot of the restaurants that are up here. I want to share those with you want girlfriend. that good food. I want to share that with my girlfriend and be like, look at all the great stuff up here that we can do because she is going to move up here eventually. And um, so I'm very excited for that to come back because that you know indoor seating allows us to go to places again. Because I don't want to sit outside. Right, right. She doesn't want to sit so outside. So it, it is a huge gate open for you. Yes. To where me, I don't get that big of a change. Yes. Because I think I'm so used to sitting outside that if inside's full, I'm like, whatever, I'll sit outside. I mean, yeah. If I go to a place and inside's full, I will sit outside because I assume- Because you're already there, yeah. I assume they'll have something to keep us warm. Sure. 
but she's often cold. I just don't like. I don't like sitting outside anyway. Mm-hmm. Like even when pre-COVID, when it was like a choice of inside or outside, like just let me sit inside. Yeah, I don't need flies dancing all over my food and bees coming over here <laughs> and people walking up and down the street next to me. Like give me a little bit of like a bubble, right? So I just don't like sitting outside generally anyway. But um, so I'm very excited about that. And then for me, light at the end of the tunnel wise, I have this picture in my head of what I'm excited for. And although technically we can still do it now, it's just different is, and for me, the picture is 23rd is being able to walk them down 23rd people all over the sidewalk. You don't have to worry about it. You're going in and out of places. Maybe you stop at salt and straw. You wait in line. There's a line and there's people all over Mm -hmm. the place. You're not wearing your mask. You can try all the ice creams again. You can get all the samples Mm -hmm. Then you walk down the street a little bit and you, uh, stop at, uh, Pine State Biscuits, and then you go get a beer at Breakside, and you go get a shirt at Baseballism, and like, I just have that picture in my head of spending an afternoon walking around a place that I love and not worrying about it. Right. And that is the first thing I'm going to want to do is just, it doesn't have to be 23rd, that's just like my go-to place in the city, but it could be Division, it could be Hawthorne, it could be Alberta, it could be whatever. It's not going to be downtown, I'll tell you that. Hey that is true. Although it never would have been downtown for me anyway, because well, there's still some cool stuff downtown. Well, not anymore, but there was there was still good reasons to go downtown. There just wasn't for me like the walkability. Like, it's very walkable, but it's like we're, what are you stopping into, right? Like to me, it was always twenty third. That sure, was like sure. my go to. So that's that's kind of like my light at the end of the tunnel. Like that's the first thing I want to do is have a day where I don't have to worry about it. Hey, there's people next to me. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can sit at a bar. It doesn't matter. I can yeah. wait in a long line at Salt and Straw. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like that's what I want again, and I miss it. I'm. It's like it's a freedom thing. It's the freedom. It, we we still have our freedoms. Like we can still go do stuff. Sure, but it's the thought of it doesn't matter what I'm what what's going on in the world. I can do this on this day because I want to. Right. There's no limits on it. It's not weird. It it just is. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm most excited about because I I so <clears throat> desperately miss that ability to say, hey, it's three in the afternoon on Sunday. I'm kind of bored. Let's go do something. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, it's three in the afternoon on a Sunday. Let's check what's open. Do you really want to drive down there? Do you want to sit outside? Now it's just I don't like, care. Let's just right, stay here. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like my mindset now. No. Like I just want to be like, yeah, let's go to wherever and we'll start the day there and let's see what happens we could just go there and then go back home Mm -hmm. or we can go to two places or whatever it is i just want that ability again my partner and i were laughing last night we were talking about the last time we like had a normal dinner last march was portland dining month Mm. we like had this huge thing set up we were going we had all these places planned to go we were really going to dive into it this year and really check out portland Dining. you got half of it and we went to like three places and then it was over (laughs) yeah yep I mean, I uh, I remember Cause my because p- what I love about that, what our plan was, was because something like a Portland Dining Month allows us to go to places we wouldn't normally go to or places we didn't know existed. Yeah, exactly. That's one. That's fun. Like yeah. to explore and I want discover that. new places, I want new stuff. Because I love my places. I am a creature of habit. Like I said, I go to the same four or five places. Um, I miss going to new spots. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think for me. It was my parents were here right as COVID was starting because I had gotten gone through the divorce and I was moving into the apartment and they were helping me sell the house and move in. And we were going to restaurants that week and they left, I believe, on Thursday. And Wednesday was the day that Cape Brown announced the closure of restaurants on Friday. 
So we were like, or no, no, she announced it on Monday for oh, Wednesday. Yeah. I remember this. Monday for Wednesday, I think it was. And I remember going out on Tuesday night like, this is it. And we went to a place that was uh, in the Pearl. And sadly for them, their a water main broke in the main restaurant. So we went there and they made us eat in their adjacent bar that didn't have a full menu. <laughs> and we were like, well, that's kind of lame. And then that was it. Everything else was closed. And I just, it was a very distinct moment of like, I just got divorced. Right. I'm living on my own for now because my roommate hadn't <clears throat> moved in yet. And everything's closed. Yeah. M- emotionally, I was a wreck. I was like, what is happening to my life right now? Yeah. I remember I worked Monday night and we were, I closed the pub and we were so dead that we got out of there early and I like ran to the bar. <laughs> I like ran. We, I went to Cerveza, met my homies up there, and then we went to Tulip Shop. We were like, "This is it, guys. This is it." And of course, we're not wearing masks because we don't really understand the severity. Also, of it. you all thought it's like this is it for a couple of weeks to a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we got it in, and then Tuesday was the same situation. I ended up, I think I ended up working, but I didn't have to close, and I got off at like nine. Oh no, I think I did close, but again, it was super slow, and I got off. And got in the truck and started driving. I was like, well, it doesn't go into effect until midnight. Maybe some place is open. And everywhere was closed. Yeah. Everywhere had closed already at like 9 o'clock. It was wild. Yeah. Well, light's at the end of the tunnel, my friend. I know. I wonder what it's like to drink at a place till 2 in the morning. (sighs) We'll find out in a couple months. (laughs) Hopefully. 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 All right. We got a good beer of the week coming up next. Patrick's had it. I haven't. Um, So... It's, I'm excited to try it. Yeah. He gave me the, ooh, this is good. Ooh, yeah. So uh, that'll be next. This is Beers on Us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time. Great one on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Whoa. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Well, I just got like. Well, it's funny. I was about to do it immediately, (laughs) and then you said, whoa, so I just did it anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah, I cracked the beer, and its aroma just went, whoa. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. This beer sucks. I'm done with it. (laughs) So uh, the beer of the week is one that I saw on the shelf I haven't seen before. It is from our fantastic friends at Barrelick Brewing Drink. It is Hop Man, double IPA. And I'm a hop man. And I looked at the hops, and I believe I saw Strata, and I believe I saw Chinook. Correct. And and I forget the last one. It is the most popular hop. Mosaic. No. Citrus. Yeah. Citra. Citra has to to be more popular than Mosaic. At least like like notoriety-wise, like name-wise. Yes, probably, yes. So I saw that, and I went, ooh, Patrick's going to like this one if he hasn't had it. And uh, you already had it. And you said, you gave me the the okay, like, this is a good beer. And uh, I'm very excited to try it, because I have not. Well, Mike said something Whoa. funny. Yeah, see? Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Mike said something to me. He goes, yeah, I saw it on the shelf, and we haven't had barrel in a while, so I figured it would be good to do that. Then I looked over at the COVID wall, and we drink two beers a show, correct? So let's not count this one. One, About two, two three, four with a tasting room. Six episodes, we drank a barrel beer. <laughs> What is, oh, that's right. The, uh, <laughs> the Jim Parker, Jim Parker one. <laughs> but I it's just, okay, I Mike. Just, I just rolled my eyes it, at it. It's yeah. okay because we like the beer. 
I think we went through the phase when we were doing Beer of the Week with them where we had a beer from them like every other week. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had the Beer of the Week every week for a month. Yeah, so it was, I, almost like a, it was almost like a forced gap. If I look over here... Because after the, the Jim Parker, there's no Berlick on there until Beer of the Week, right? I'm just um, scanning quickly. Let's see. Well, down at the COVID wall at the beginning, it starts with Imaginary Creatures, which was the Trapel with Ex Novo or Upright? Upright. Um, there's that. Next we get to our beer of the week of Noble Stout, mm-hmm. which was the canning day of beer of the week. Correct. Then there's beer of the week, beer of the week, beer of the week, beer of the week. And the Jim Parker beer. And the Jim Parker beer. Okay, okay. So yeah. All right, fair. We try to spread it out. But, yes. You know, we, I have one of their bright eyes. I don't know what that no, is. No, not bright eyes. Damn it, I'm getting this wrong. How could you? I know. How could you call yourself the quote-unquote expert of this podcast? They have a beer I can get away with being an idiot. They have a beer out called Bright Something, and I had that on draft, uh, I think, Cerevesa, something like that. That was excellent as well. Well, this is a double IPA. And I actually haven't had a ton of double IPAs this year. You know me. I'm not a big double IPA guy. You're not a big double IPA guy. The nose on this is nuts. Mm -hmm. It is like a whirlwind of flavor just on your nose palate. I think it's the biggest feature nose palette um your nose has a palette in your nostril hairs mm-hmm. and uh it just blew it just blew me away instantly i think the aroma is the standout character of this beer um <clears throat> it's so it it smelled like okay i'm gonna use the word fresh mm-hmm. but not in the way of a fresh hop beer right, right right it just smells like fresh fruit mm-hmm. like really really fruity really really flavorful all in the nose well really, i got a, really i got a, i got a buddy who wasn't really into Bear Lake beer for a while, but he's over the last year or so. You should make this a candle. Over the last year or so. That would be great. Better than Gwyneth Paltrow's candles. <laughs> um, over the last year and How a half How do you know? Have you so... smelled her vagina? <laughs> I have not. I'm going to take a pass on that. <laughs> have you smelled her orgasm? No. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait on that one. Um, I I don't know why you said it was bait. I was just having an actual conversation. My, my I got a buddy of mine who was not really into Berlick, but kind of has been coming along the last year and a half or so with it. And he said to me, he goes, have you tried the new double IPA? He goes, I know you don't like double IPAs. It's awesome. And so I grabbed a can and I had it. And I think when I had it, I remember really enjoying it. But I think because it's a double IPA, I was kind of like, I'd had two beers or so before and was like, I'm just going to drink this. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember like a ton of tasting notes off it. I just remember liking it. Yeah. Tasting it now. uh, The Strata is what screams at me Mm -hmm. Um, and how it plays with the Citra. I will say the Citra is coming through the nose a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I'm getting a very like lemony citrus right off the top. I think the Citra and Strata are playing really well with each other, especially in the finish flavor of it. You know, I think the Chinook's adding some really nice bitterness to it. Um, I know those guys like to use that as bittering. I think Chinook is coming in at the end a little bit, too. Um, yeah. I think this is a really, really damn cool beer. And fruity. That was a great way to put it. And I, I, I find a lot of double IPAs don't have great fruity character because they're probably a little overpowered by the booze. Mm-hmm. So the sweetness probably kind of, like, detracts from that from that kind of that that fruity flavor that you can get the fruity esters you can get off the hops this comes through really nicely and i don't get overly sweetness i don't get you can taste the abv a touch 
but it tastes more like a 7% IPA than an 8% double, at least for me. What, what I'll say is I get the sweetness of the double IPA initially. The second it hits your mouth, it's like, oh, it's a double IPA. And then it mellows out quite a bit. Well, the body has the girth of a double IPA. I, I, I'm getting it a little bit differently than that. It's, okay. it's not the girth of it. It's just like... When I, when I drink double IPAs, the ABV comes through almost always, right? So, sometimes it's more minimal. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's too much. And, you know, you, we've talked about that before. I get that a little bit at the top. I'm like, oh, there's a pop of ABV, a little pop of alcohol here. And then it smooths out and it gets fruity in the middle and then super bitter at the end. And oftentimes with double IPAs, it doesn't have a super bittering back end of the palate either. Yeah. It's it's just like, yeah, it's, you're right. it's they, just high alcohol and almost to a point in the ones that aren't done as well, a little syrupy. Mm-hmm. And the fruity and the bitterness is in the middle and it's kind of there, but it's muddled. This one is hugely IPA at the end and you just get the double right at the top. That's a good point. I think that I I never really thought about and hopefully I can construe this in, a, in, in an accurate sense is that maybe in double IPAs because of the sweetness in the back end, we lose a lot of that perceived bitterness mm-hmm. in flavor to where this we don't. Nope. This you don't at all. There is great perceived bitterness. I say perceived, and I've been trying to say perceived bitterness more so than just bitterness because sometimes sometimes it's just like a character of the hop combination as opposed to actual IBUs. So it can it can be kind of a play thing or like IBUs can be high, but you don't taste it because it's covered up by sweetness. Right, right. That's something for another day. But this, I find, has great perceived bitterness, but still good hop character. The body is like, uh. I think one, uh, this is this popped into my head when you were describing it. If those of you out there remember Bridgeport, of course you do. It's one of the OG breweries, now gone RIP. Bridgeport never changed their recipes, right? right? Like, they were staunchly opposed to changing what made them successful. When you had their IPAs, those were bitter. That was yep. not perceived bitterness. Those beers were bitter bombs. Early early Ninkasi. Early yeah. Ninkasi. Like Tricera hops yeah, and the, stuff like that. In the bitter wars of the mid to late 2000s, that was so prevalent. And it's and it's uh, an, an evolution from the late 90s. So remember what that Bridgeport or early Ninkasi tasted like? That's true bitterness. Now, when you have a really bitter IPA now... That might not be true bitterness. Right. That might be perceived bitterness. That might be the hops working in a way or, or however they're brewing the beer to give you that bitter or dry feeling. Mm-hmm. But it's not that like overpowering punch, which to be honest, I never liked. Yeah. It was it was too much for me. Right. Which is why I think early on in my beer drinking life, I didn't ever want to try IPAs because all they were was the overly bitter. The bite was too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is very good. This is definitely one of the better double IPAs I've had in a, in a year or so. I know, and I like that it's got a touch of haze to it. It's got the block 15 haze. Yeah, it's got the block haze to it, and I think that's just I think that's just a factor of hops. You know what I mean? I a almost hop chill. I almost picked a block 15 beer for this today. Mm-hmm. It was a new one that I hadn't seen before. It was called, like, Nugs, Dugs or something like that. or Not Berlick Nugs, right? No, no, no. It was their own. And... The side labeled Juicy IPA, and I went, I'm probably not going to pick this for Beer of the Week, but yeah, I, Block 15, it's tough to tell when they say Juicy if it's just fruity or if they're actually making a hazy. Um, I did see they're coming out with uh, Lil Dab. 
Okay. Which is their their Dab Lab series? Yeah, Dab it's, Lab was the one we had with the coffee and yeah. That's just their lactose, like that's right? just one of their experimental series is the Dab Lab Juice Joint is a big popular one of theirs. It's a hazy, mm-hmm. um, but I love they do one called Lil Dab four point five percent session IPA. Let's go, baby. Mm, that's coming out. I want it. I want it. I want it. Well, I'm sure we'll get it. I want 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 it. All right, that's gonna do it for us today on the pod. Uh, if you Enjoyed us. Give us a subscription, a rating, a review. Download the episodes. And if you want to hit us up, you can. Instagram.com slash beers and us. At beers and us pod on Twitter. And uh, Facebook.com slash beers and us. And we had great, great interaction with you guys this week. Uh, yes. Whether it was commenting on posts, direct messages. I know I didn't mention all of them. That that um, I For I no reason other than we just didn't get through all of them. It's but, funny. I don't see all of them because when I check it, if it doesn't show new, I oftentimes forget to check the messages. I know. And you're the one who gets notifications right, for it. Right, and I get notifications. So I see everything. Um, I tend to be the one that likes or comments. We had, a, we had a good one. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. I had one on Twitter, too, actually, <clears throat> this week. We had a really good one that was... Um, it was on the... Uh, it was on the B-Bomb that... Uh, the handle is Mr. Crayburn. Uh, Chris, Chris here. He responds with, uh, how was taking off that wax top, Mike? Did you use? And then fire emoji. And so I, I love that. Like, I thought that was great. And so I responded back that it was me and things like that. And that you, know, you would actually know how to take off wax tops on, like, my idiot self. Yeah, yeah. So I just I just want to give, like, we had a really great week of social interactions with you guys. And, and please keep them coming because um, they... Without sounding arrogant or egotistical, they make what we do so much easier and so much more fun when we know that, it's rewarding. that you guys care. Yeah. Because it's fun to do, of course. Yeah, we do this if six people downloaded it. Right. But, but we the, see the numbers and it's more than that. Hey. And the interaction's fun. Yeah. Um, I did get one on Twitter. Gomez is his name. Um, his Twitter handle is Raw God and Bail. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> so, you know, uh, he sent me his Super Bowl beers and he got himself uh, a Stormbreaker Opaca Soatmeal Stout, Barrelick Drink, Night Howler, Hand Truck and Pallet Jack. He got a Nothing Noble from Von Ebert. And uh, oh, that beer's awesome. I forget which break side is the Wolf. Wanderlust. And he got a Wanderlust. Wanderlust. And I was like, you know, he was like, figured I'd stick with the Reliables, was looking for sticky hands, but couldn't find it. But he had just some beers for a Super Bowl. And I was like, that's one of our... Twitter is really small compared to our Instagram right mm-hmm. now. So it's cool to even get interaction on there. So Got like one of those that. from RJ. He had Wanderlust and a couple different Block 15 beers, including including uh, sticky hands in his fridge. And Yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you so much to we, all of you. We love you all. We'll be back next week. Um, maybe... Well, I'm off the next five days, so probably yeah, let's not. Let's give you a weekend. We'll come back next week with something. Probably not Brothers Cascadia, but that'll be very, very soon. Yeah, because I'd we've like talked to, about it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd like to try to do that before the end of February, just to kind of give a nice little kind of catapult into spring. Yeah. Um. So I'll get back on the horn with those guys. I was chatting with some friends at Crosby the other day, and uh, I'd like to do something with them as well. So things are brewing. Part of the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll tell you what. When the tunnel's here. Floodgates for this podcast on location are going to go nuts. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. That. All right. That's it. Uh, subscribe, rate, download, review. Let us know what you think on social media. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Catorce. Catorce.